Hello, my lovely listeners. This is Black Girls Rock. I'm your host, Anon Masiri, and this is a podcast where I'm going to be talking to my friends about black girls playing rugby and our experiences within the community and generally just black girl magic. You can check us out on Instagram at Black Girls Rock. That's R U C K. Or you can send me an email to blackgirlsruck at gmail.com. I'd love to get any feedback, any suggestions, and just talk to as many people as possible. I'm lucky enough to be joined by the amazing Simi, who plays for Bristol Bears, and the equally amazing Jessie, who plays with me at Hackney. Hi, guys. Hello. Hiya. How are you guys doing? Not too bad, thanks. We're going to talk about all the things that no one wants to address. We're going to talk about periods, because we all have them, and it's a mess. But we're going to talk through it. We are talking about periods. We're going to and... talk about the elephant in the room. Periods. <laughs> periods. Right. <laughs> what do you guys know about periods? And it sounds like a weird question, but I'm asking this as someone that only recently found out that women have two ovaries. Oh, I know. I know. I know. I, I can't I... believe you just admitted that to a doctor. Oh, no. I, I know. It's... No, it's okay. It's okay. It's a safe space. It's a, it's safe... a safe space. I Let's generally never knew that. My, my friend, um, that's a midwife, training to be a midwife, and she just dropped it. I can't remember what we were talking about. She dropped it in conversation so casually. And I was just like, that makes, like, I just didn't understand. And but you know, you know when we learn it in school, and you've got the sort of you know the diagram, the triangle, and you know, the ovaries, and I think hate it's fun. I, I think periods and women's health are terribly taught at school. Mm. I think the I think the focus is always on our oh, men. This is what happens to yeah. a man when he's aroused. This is what happens to the sperm. This, that, and that. I think women's health is massively neglected. Yeah, so, it's definitely from a reproductive perspective rather than oh, yeah. your female body experience of it. And like you learn how to put a condom on something, but you don't know <laughs> how to put a tampon in. Like that would be more useful to more people. That is a great line. That's it. I think we can end the podcast. That's there. a quotable. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a quotable. So true. So what what are periods? Dr. Simi. <laughs> no pressure. What are periods? So, I think actually, why don't I'm gonna deflect it back to you guys? What do you know? Because I should know what periods are. What do you all know? So, my understanding of periods, <laughs> I'll help you out here, <laughs> is that an egg leaves your ovaries and travels down the fallopian tube, and then if it's um, fertilized, it embeds into your uterus lining in your womb and grows into a baby. But if it doesn't, then the egg and your uterus lining that's been building up over your ovulation stage start to disintegrate and then that comes out as blood and mucus. Jeez, come on. I feel and like that's some of it's wrong. <laughs> no. I think that oh. Jesse just took the words right off my mouth, said that exactly <laughs> what I was gonna say. And yeah, I didn't even need to speak because I feel like you just copied my homework. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, the average cycle, I know this, lasts between 21 and 45 days. So what's the average? Is long, give, me, give me the, the average. The average is 28 days, but, but it yeah. can last anything between 21 to 20, to no, 
21 to 45 days. Yeah, fair enough. But 28, 28 is the average. Yeah, like that from right. the flow app. Lovely. Well done. A star for you. I yeah, that you did place. answer or contribute. No, oh, that, but so yeah. basically, basically <laughs> what Jesse says, like, so periods. What we know to be a period is when is is the shedding of your endometrium, which is a layer of your uterus. So we know that the menstruation cycle is on average twenty eight days, and there's a lot of hormonal things involved, a lot of phases, both in the ovaries and in the uterus itself. But what we see as the period is when there hasn't been a fertilized viable pregnancy. So the egg that's been released from your ovary hasn't been fertilized. And so you're not going to have a baby that month. And so that's your, what we see as a period is your endometrial layer actually shedding. And it's like, oh, you don't need me, lol jokes. So it sheds through the vagina. And that's what we see as your period. And that happens the first sort of five days of your menstrual cycle, so days one to five typically for most women, is that actual bleed and the shedding of the endometrium layer. Um, but yeah, menstruation is a very complex thing. Lots of hormones involved, lots of signals from the brain to the ovaries, to the uterus, lots of different phases, very complicated, but that is the period that we see. So I know from the little bits of research that I did before, there are different phases. Yeah. Let's chat about the different phases, maybe in really basic terms, because I don't know anything, as I proved earlier. So menstruation, that's your point, the blood. The blood. The blood. Yeah. The blood. That's the the bit that we all know to be a period. Yeah. Menstruation is the the bleeding bit. That's the bit we all know. And then the next bit, Actually, let's talk a bit more about the bloody bit. Okay. Um, what happens? So the bloody bit is almost like the culmination of this whole set of work that your mm. uterus and your ovaries and your brain are doing to be like, okay, she's having a baby this month. It's happening. Let's get ready. So they're getting all hyped and being like, right, let's put this in place. Let's set this up. Let's do this at this time. Let's do this, this, this. So the bloody bit is almost like your body realizing oh wait no there's no fertilized egg we weren't needed stand down and so the bloody bit is literally your uterus just shedding the home that it set up for this potential baby that you're not going to have because that there's makes no it sound really sad yeah. well all that Your body's just being proactive for no reason. <laughs> it's too proactive. If it left things too all last proactive. minute, then it wouldn't have to do this. Oh, I mean, that's my attitude for everything. To, trying to get everything set up when actually, who who told you? Who asked you? No one. Relax. Yeah, exactly. Relax. So presumptuous. And honestly, so it's your body been like, okay, there's no viable fertilized egg this month. Get rid. So you shed that lining. That's the period, and the whole thing starts again. So after that is the follicular phase. What's that? <laughs> I, I feel like this is turning into just like, Dr. Simi, help. Because I don't know. <laughs> I, all I know is that we bleed for a couple of days and some days I feel okay and some days I feel like absolute crap. Yeah. What is so, going on? Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, a lot, of, a lot of people actually don't realise the bits that we sort of feel crap for 
mm. other bits around the actual menstruation phase. So the bits that you're not bleeding, that whole cycle, your body, there are fluctuations in your hormone levels and there are different phases of things that happen to prepare sort of anticipatory prepare you for a viable pregnancy so there's the endometrial phase which is your uterus actually getting ready for this potential baby and then your ovaries are doing something separate as well so in the ovaries at different points their sort of follicles and stuff containing the eggs are sort of maturing and potentially getting ready to be released and at sort of day 14 you get that ovulation which is an egg being released from an ovary into the fallopian tube to travel to the the uterus um and while all that's happening your uterus is preparing itself you know the endometrial layer is thickening and sort of preparing itself for oh if this month an egg is fertilized and implants into the uterus we have to be ready for that to happen because that's going to be a baby so we need to make sure that we're ready for that eventuality so a lot of different things going on your brain is secreting lots of um, um what's it called factors and things like that um to produce hormones and all sorts is happening um but then if a fertilized egg happened and you embed into the uterus great you're pregnant if that doesn't happen then the lining sheds and you go again i guess that's my most simplistic version of it <laughs> that's, i thought that makes that's... sense more than I've ever learned ever. <laughs> like it is really complicated. Yeah. Like there is a lot that goes on. There's a lot of different um, hormones that are secreted. Um, a lot of different networks that interplay. And our bodies are great. Like our bodies are unbelievable, honestly, in doing this. And we don't even realise. But it's. I think it'd be too much for us all to go into the nitty gritty. <laughs> it's mad like within the different phases what kind of things would you like expect i think it varies i personally don't really get i only get my typical period stuff like around the menstruation phase i don't really necessarily feel the other bits and bobs going on um but i, but I know it's different from woman to woman and i know some people around ovulation get like breast tenderness or feel a kind of way like I don't personally, but like it varies so much that it's actually quite hard to sort of say, oh, at this point you should feel like this, or at this point you should feel like this, at this point you should feel like this. Um, so yeah, I think it just varies. That's interesting. Have you seen a pattern? Oh, sorry. Oh, no. Have you seen a pattern, Anne, with using the flow up in terms yeah. of your moods or like your skin or your body and things like that? I was gonna. Yeah, I was just about to talk about the like the using the flow up to like track my moods and like because every day you like put in like how you're feeling and like what's been happening and discharge like whatever like that and part of me finds it helpful in that like I do see more of a pattern of like when I am like maybe feeling a bit more tired or like I'm more energetic or I'm a lot more calm or like in terms of different moods but then it's there's also that part that's kind of making me anticipate that pattern or anticipate that feeling and then maybe it's a hypochondriac in me that's just like the second that I'm like I don't know because I get really bad period pain so if I haven't got that much pain I'm like oh my god something's wrong like duh, duh. and it's like I don't want to say it's silly but I guess it is that thing of like lack of education 
towards periods and like how different it is for every woman so i don't know if that's answered your question but like in terms of using the flow map like it has helped to like get an understanding of what's going on with my body but also at the same time there's it feels like there's a bit of a prescriptive factor to it in that Mm. you were feeling this so it must be this you must be in this phase there i don't know i think yeah Uh, so like my sister uses an app and she's found it really useful in terms of she can really like she knows that right during this week I know that I'll be really productive and I'll say yes to everything but then two weeks later I'm going to really regret it because I'll be really lethargic so I need to manage my time effectively and I've been trying to track mine and not really noticed a huge pattern and I don't know if that's just that it affects me less or if I'm just not being very self-aware but I think it's Mm -hmm. that whole thing of like, like we said before, like at school, we learn it from a reproductive perspective, but we're not learning about how it affects us emotionally and physically. And I think if we all have more awareness of that, it would really help us to understand like how to use it as well. Because I think periods are very much shown as a bit of a negative thing. It's like, oh, you know, when women on their periods, they're moody or they're not as strong or they're lethargic or that, you know, they're gone, they're in lots of pain. But actually, you can flip that. And if you've got the knowledge that kind of empowers you to know when your strong time is and when when you're going to be really focused, when you're going to be your best self, you can actually use that to optimise and like organise your life to make it as positive as possible. So although it's sometimes seen as a bit of a negative thing and like something that holds women back, actually you can almost see that as like normal, but then see your good weeks as like your superpower weeks. And I think it kind of needs a bit of a change of perspective um, for people to understand the fluctuations as a positive and a negative rather than just a negative thing that's an inconvenience for people. I think we as women need to understand that my normal is not your normal and your normal is not Jesse's normal. Like we all are different and our periods and that time and everything for us and how we respond to different, the hormonal changes is going to vary from one person to another. But I think it's really important that like we acknowledge how, what things are for us and have just better awareness about, okay, when I'm on a period, this is what's going to happen, or this is how I'm going to feel. Um, whereas when I'm not, or in this phase, I'm going to feel like this, and blah, blah, blah. And that's actually such a good point, because I've never really tracked as much. Like, I know roughly when my period comes, but as far as, like, my mood and stuff like that, or how I feel or how I respond, like, I don't really keep track of it, mm. just because it's never crossed my mind that actually those fluctuations in hormones and, and all the things going on might affect me. I think it's probably because I just don't like that narrative of, oh, girls, hormones, periods, ha, 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 ha. Like, I just yeah. hate it. But it's very true. And we can't deny our physiology. Like, that's what happens. There's a hormonal storm going on every single month while you're menstruating. So why not enlighten yourself and actually empower yourself by knowing how you are during different times and actually how to then plan your month? Like, that's brilliant. I should really do that. But yeah, productive. No, but I think that's such a good idea because if you know yourself and know, like, you know those times where it's just for your period and you're so, like, emotional and everything is mm. getting to you and you're like, bro, why am I like this? And your period starts, you're like, I knew it. It's not me, it's yeah. my girlfriend. <laughs> but it's like, why, wouldn't, wouldn't it be better to know that, mm. like, and anticipate that happening? And I know that even though you know when your period is coming every month, it still takes you by surprise. Like, bruv, why am I crying? I'm not even upset. <laughs> Every month. Like, my period is so regular. My period is so regular. 
and every month I like the day before I'm just in a foul mood and every month my boyfriend's like oh is it because you're about to start your period I was like no it's nothing to do with that I'm just really upset <laughs> and every month he is right and it's just like how have I not taken my ownership of my own body and pattern enough to know that why does that have to come from the person I live with rather than from myself so yeah I think for that reason only I need to start tracking it to prove him wrong <laughs> same thing happens to me every month I'll be so like for me, it's like I'm on the brink of tears and I'm like, bruv, why am I about to cry? I don't understand it. And it'll be like, I'll be at work and something dumb will happen. Like my pen will run out of ink and I'll be like, I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry here and now. And I'm like, get myself together. What's going on? And then my period will start and I'll be like, ah, oh, I knew it. All makes sense. I'm not a weak bitch. I knew it. <laughs> not my fault. But it takes me by surprise every single month, even though I know roughly when my period is coming. So it would be so much better to just know know that, okay, these next few days is probably going to be where you're feeling proper emotional. Mm. Just relax. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I like to know what's going to happen. And if it doesn't happen like that, get, do get a bit panicky. I think as I have been like tracking my periods for like quite a long time now, it's weird when I'm like, I know my period's about to start, but I'm not that hormonal. Or like, I'm, not, I'm not feeling very like sad even though I know I should be feeling sad, if that makes sense. But I guess, you know, when you get to my age and when you've been tracking periods as long as I have, yeah, <laughs> such just, a pro. you know, it's different. <laughs> I just got this image of you sat there trying to make yourself cry. I was like, why am I not emotional? <laughs> just cry already. But I actually find it really therapeutic. I really like the reassurance of knowing that at least once a month I'll have a cathartic cry and yes, it'll yeah. be hormones, but you just get it all out of your system yeah. in one go. All the sadness <laughs> done. Mm. listen my my philosophy in life is feel how you need to feel if i try and hold in a cry i'm just delaying the inevitable and i'll be yeah. i'll be in a foul mood until i actually just cry if i feel like yeah. I need to cry, i'm just gonna cry and then it's out of the way we can move that's it have you ever cried during a rugby match no but i've cried like immediately after like as in like the minute the final whistle's gone like i've burst into tears actually this is it's so like because one of the things you were talking about us talking through was like how the hormonal cycle and periods and stuff affect performance and i was like i've never noticed anything but it's because i don't i've never tried to make a link i've never like tracked my periods and stuff like that but there was a match i played for uni where i just know it was my hormones for a fact because I was like, I was so aggy. I almost got sent off. I was picking fights with everyone, like including my own teammates. Like I was <laughs> picking fights and my coach took me off because he was like, Simi, you would have been sent off and that would have had like negative implications for you playing at Bears. And I just started, like I cried for about two days after as well. And I was like, what the hell is going on? And that's up my period and I was like, Ah. <laughs> ah, okay. But it was just like I like it's only happened that once and it's never happened since. This was last year. This is over a year ago now, yeah. But it was just like I don't know who I was. It was really weird. But like I was just uber aggressive, like picking fights with anyone and everyone. And the uber aggressiveness was good because I've like tackled really well but it was just like over the top it was bad mm. and I, I yeah and I, I it's one of those like because it was so not me I don't like to think about it but actually 
maybe it was like it's something I should have looked more like into because it was I think very hormone driven I don't know why I was moving mad that month but we were just okay we were bounced <laughs> I hadn't even thought about it from a performance perspective like emotionally I feel I was just thinking physically that's a really good point that like obviously your emotional state is going to affect how you play um, but yeah, I don't think I really noticed a difference in my physical performance other than if I'm on my period, I think psychologically, I'm just like, yeah, but you're on your period. So you are going to be tired. You are going to be low on iron. So I think maybe my motivation and psychological state of mind isn't quite as appropriate for a rugby match, but I've not noticed a physical performance difference other than how I think about it. Yeah. But like you say, it might just be a case of tracking it better. I do know that I'm like, perform better and like even in terms of like fitness and like exercising and stuff I always feel like a lot better like in the middle of my period so like two three days in I know when that's like I'm kind of at a peak and then like I'm okay until like around ovulation and then after that it's just like it feels really weird but I feel like it's just like six days of like okay it's good rest of the time I'm just like "Mm, I'm slow I'm like I don't know I but I think Again, it's that thing of me overthinking like my like where I'm at and putting my headspace towards that and putting where like what phase I'm in and all this. Uh, but I do like what you said of like how you feel is how you feel and there's no point like prescribing different labels as an excuse as to like why you feel you feel like yeah, you just feel the way you feel. That doesn't I feel like that doesn't mean anything, but it means a lot. But no, like because yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm quite an emotive person anyway. Mm-hmm. So I go through a whole range of emotions like at all times so like when I'm happy I'm mad happy when I'm irritated like I'm pissed off don't talk to me and I used to hate that by myself and sometimes I still do because it's just like I wish I could just keep it like cordial at all times but that's just not me but what I do and how I sort of let myself like get around that is that when I feel when I know I'm pissed off like I'm not going to try and pretend like I'm happy I'm pissed off something's irritated me I'm irritated. It is what it is. But I just let myself like see out that emotion and then it will go. But the longer I try and suppress it or ignore it, it will drag out my bad mood or drag out the mood that I'm trying to get out of, if that makes sense. So just feel how you need to feel like and be unapologetic about it because at the end of the day, it is what it is. I sleep well at night. And that's really how it is. Do you think, because I think there is a thing of like, whether you do track it or not, there is a fluctuation in like someone who menstruates, um, depending on what part of their um, phase, what phase that they're in, there is a bit of a fluctuation in their performance. Do you think that that should be given attention in terms of like, if, I don't know, say you are feeling a lot more angry, a lot more sad, would it be fair to be like older at this point in their period or is that hi um so i think because i think my first sort of awareness of um the impact of periods in the sports came a few years ago when heather watson was saying about how um she didn't win a tennis match and that she was on her, uh, she was at a stage in her menstrual cycle that affected that and i remember there being a bit of a hoo-ha of like we can't use that as an excuse why is she bringing that up and actually it's a really valid point and i think that's started a lot of conversations as a result of that um and it definitely does need to be considered because when you look at uh what was it so yeah I think they're doing quite a few studies in fact I think there's one in Bristol 
um, for Bristol City Women's Football Team, and they're doing a study into uh, the menstrual cycle and the impact that that has on your knees. And so that was really unspecific. Um, your, your joints and your limbs and whether there's a relationship between your menstrual cycle and being more susceptible to ACL injuries. So I think there's definitely a link there and the more we talk about it, the more studies there can be about it to have that. But I think as well where exercise and like fitness plans and stuff are being so tailored to people now, so like people have like DNA tests to work out what diet and exercise works best for them and everyone wants a really like specific plan surely your menstrual cycle and the impact of that is something that's going to people are going to want to be incorporated into a lot more because if you're going to have days where you definitely lift a bit more you're more likely to get your pb and other days where you're more likely to get injured you do kind of need to have that in mind so i'm hoping that going forward it's something that like personal trainers and doctors and stuff definitely have as part of their consideration when dealing with athletes or just people who do sports full stop really to help build that so that's such a good point because we know like the same hormones that contribute to like the menstrual cycle and your period the hormones that then like when you give birth like increase your ligaments laxity which allows you to actually dilate enough to then physically give birth that's such a good point to see like what effect they might have on your other ligaments like and might mean that you're more susceptible to this injury and at this point and blah 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 like it's definitely something that we need to research more and actually understand more about I think periods need to stop being such a taboo subject Half of the population have them at some point in their life. Like we need to, and if we're going to fully embrace women's sport for what it is and not just our, a man's sport that women are playing, like females do sport and women's sport is its own entity. So if we're really going to embrace that, we need to really embrace all aspects of female sport. And actually let's, let's implore ourselves to understand more about periods and their effect on the female body and their effect on performance and actually is it fair to expect this from this person at this stage in her cycle? Like, and I don't know the answer to that, but it's because the research isn't there to actually guide us. Um, So I think it's really important actually that we commit to actually researching more about how periods affect people physically and mentally. But I think for me, in terms of like how I would want my periods to affect like, or influence how I train and whatever is at certain times even if it's just like how the coaches coach you at different times you know what I mean like because sometimes you get there and you're just not in the mood to be shouted at you just don't want to be told off I don't want to be told to run faster because I can't because I'm so bloated I can't breathe like just just accept (laughs) that that's me today okay and I think it's really difficult not just because you've got predominantly male coaches but because people don't want to use periods as an excuse when actually it really can be. Some people have really debilitating periods and the fact that they've turned up, like, but I I don't, I like, I don't want it to be like, it's an excuse, but it's a reason, you know, it's, it's difficult to, to quantify and accept what you don't understand. But actually for some people like myself included, periods sometimes are debilitating. And actually, it's just not feasible for you to expect me to do X, Y, and Z at this point. You just need to say, okay, lay off. But I think it's hard because obviously you don't want to disclose that information and be like, lay off coach, I'm on a period. And then they might be like, oh, that's just an excuse. You're just using that, blah, blah, blah. You know, so I think it needs to be spoke about 
more upfront and people just need to have just be more upfront about talking about it I think yeah it definitely goes back to that whole learning more about it like whether that's school or at any stage because if we barely know about it, Anne and I specifically, then how do we expect like our male coaches to understand? And I read somewhere that with the Flow app, you can link it to like your partner or friends or whatever, and basically it will send them updates of where you are in your cycle to help them understand how to deal with you <laughs> based oh, on various emotional needs. I was like, that's brilliant because then it kind of shares the responsibility. Like, yeah, not, not getting rid of the blame, but it's just kind of, yeah helps them to handle you but I think if we were learning about it better and like you say as well like it needs to stop being a taboo like the fact that we call it feminine hygiene and sanitary product it, it's it's almost like a, it's a dirty thing that we have to clean yeah. with all these things and so the fact that we don't a lot of people don't feel comfortable talking about it you don't really see or hear much about it it's not an open conversation and no one really knows where to start yeah because it is such a big thing and like because where do you start like there's just so many places to start from and mm. I think like going into the um thought process of having like debilitating periods and um performing sports I'm not quite sure what my question is here <laughs> I think it's just more my thoughts because I like again I have really painful periods and I was reading this article um about possibly a company was trialing giving women a sick day for like the really painful parts of their periods and like I was reading the comments I do think it was like the Daily Mail or something ridiculous like that um and it was just like a lot of people being like I don't believe that like periods could ever be that painful that you need a day off work <laughs> and like and then on the other side part of the research said that like period pains like can be equated to like a heart attack and like the feeling of a heart attack in terms of like being in that much pain and I just think to myself um like when I am like in the peak of my period I'm in a lot of pain and I'm not like being really good is it safe to be like playing sports like during that time I don't like I don't know all right let me start off with if men bled out of their penises for five days out of the month trust and believe those five days I would not be at work that's let's just get that <laughs> off my chest and tampons um, will be given out freely. Like, products. honestly, it's the fact. I'm oh, not even get into that. Yeah. The fact that some men just don't want to acknowledge that actually, what we go through is ridiculously painful for some people at some times. The fact that we still show up and still work, and do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I know for a fact you couldn't do it. So hush. Anyway, oh, um, it's difficult because, especially in rugby, if we think. Rugby's one of those sports that if you're not fully switched on, injuries can happen at any point. Like, whether you're training, whether it's a match, like, if you're not there mentally, like, that's when you half-ass a tackle or that's when you do something that's a bit off and boom, that's, an, that's a ligament injury or that's whatever going on. So I think, actually, like, that's such a good point in that is it actually safe to play at certain points of your cycle? I don't know. I've never actually thought about that. I'm just playing devil's advocate with myself at this point. But it's just like, if you were to be like, oh, okay, it's not safe for you to play because you're on your period and you have like, is that a form of like gender discrimination then? I don't know. It's, I, fi I find it really interesting. I guess it's for people to manage individually, but yeah. I also, it kind of, I think, people who are sceptical or like the Daily Mail commenters who are saying no periods are that bad, it's 
um, presuming the worst in people, that people don't want to do things or don't want to try hard and everyone's looking for an excuse to get out of things. And actually, when you look at, well, most rugby teams, everyone's turning up for training in all environments and circumstances. And I think for most people, they don't want to be debilitated by their period and the pain that comes with it. And so it's understanding that, yeah, I think people who don't, sorry, who don't experience those pains need to understand that no one wants that it's not a nice alternative option to be able to get out of work I think even if it's just having the option there and knowing that it's a viable reason to say I'm not available for this weekend's match or why not because I'm about to have like I'm about to go on my period and I know for me my periods are really heavy and they're really debilitating and I won't play well as opposed to then either trying to force it knowing that you're in pain or making up some other excuse about why you're not available. I think it just needs to be an open upfront discussion about, I know myself, I know my periods, this match falls on to day one for me. Day one I know is my heaviest, most painful day. It's, um, you're probably better off picking someone else because I mm. don't think I'm gonna be well enough to play at the standard that I want to play at. I think that just needs to be it. Like it's not saying that oh, everyone, the day you start your period, you have to do this, 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 because not everyone is affected in the same way. But it's just having those open channels of conversation to say, actually, you know, this probably won't work for me this weekend. I'm really sorry. In fact, no, don't apologise, because it's my body, <laughs> my hormones. I'm just, it, it is what it is. I'll be back next week. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think it just needs to be, it needs to be a topic that's not so hidden. Well said very well said just yeah you two blow me away that's you two <laughs> we'll edit this out <laughs> um, <laughs> that in that's it yeah you know I, I think even like arguments. I think even like we we need to acknowledge what what women do and how we try and manage it to enable us to function both on a day-to-day -day level but also within sports so this might be TMI but I'm going to tell you about my own periods and menstruation so buckle up get ready <laughs> um, so for me I started my period when I was 12 yeah and then when I got to sort of 14 15 they came with like a vengeance they got heavy they got painful um my I used to have the worst like cystic acne it was awful I used to get really bad migraines as well and my periods used to last for about 10 days 10 to 14 days so I was bleeding a lot I was bleeding really heavily I was anemic I had really bad acne my body confidence was out the window like periods was just a bad time all around and even like so now I'm what 25 it's only recently that I've got them under control but that's because I decided to get the coil so I got the coil fitted in purely because my periods were so heavy and so painful that it was just debilitating. Like, I couldn't go to work. Like, I would take sick days off school, I'd take sick days off uni. Like, I just couldn't do anything because I was bleeding so heavily. I was going through tampons, I was going through pads. I was having to double up on the both of them and it just wasn't working. And I was getting awful migraines, like, and I still do get them, but like, absolutely awful like I lose my vision gets blurry in my left eye so I can't drive I can't do anything and I was just like bruv I've had enough and so 
I tried all sorts of different pills, all sorts of hormonal stuff to try and get them under control, but they didn't work. So I just went for the coil. And for me anyway, that's worked really well, actually just keeping everything under wraps to a point where I can at least function as a, <laughs> as a human. So I, but I think it's such an underrated thing because would I have got the coil otherwise if not for the fact that my periods are really heavy and painful, I don't know, probably not. But it's like, this, it was almost the sacrifices that women make just to be functional because mm -hmm. the society that we live in just doesn't want to accept that we have periods that affect us, you know? And I, yeah, I think there's so much stigma against contraception still. And I think it doesn't feel like, I think, for women there isn't or like if you're in the position to get contraception there isn't like amongst my friends if someone's like oh I'm going on the pill or something I wouldn't care personally but I know that there are everyone kind of has something to say about contraception and I guess it is everyone always has something to say about women's bodies in that like it's hard to take ownership of something that everyone has a say in yeah like so I'm true. sure even like you say now that you've got the coil they're going to be people that are like oh, but the coil's not good for you because of this, this, and this. And like, you should, have you got the hormonal one? Have you got the copper one? Are you doing this? You should try the pill. You should do this, blah, blah, blah. But it's, point is, but <laughs> I just, I, it blows my mind that there still is just so much um, stigma about contraception because I think it is linked to, it's always going to be linked to sex and never just like, I want to control my period. And I don't know, it's really like nice to hear you say that because and that's that's such a big point because a lot of like contraception and actually controlling your periods are intertwined into one thing yeah and people because if i'm being honest about it like i should have got a coil years ago but i didn't want that as a as a thing and being like oh why she got the coil it's because she's sleeping around she's doing this she's doing that but actually no i just need it because my periods are bloody unmanageable and actually i don't want to feel like i'm bleeding every you know two weeks out of every month like that's ridiculous and actually this is here and will help my periods and help me gain some sort of control over my life but that's that whole thing of oh contraception she got this she got that she's on the pills because she's sleeping around she doesn't want to get pregnant blah 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 no actually i just want my periods to be under control how about that <laughs> it's just mad because i know like i i personally know athletes who have had to pull out of events on the day because their periods are just so painful but you have to make up some sort of dumb excuse like oh I've got a niggle in my hamstring I've got this I've got that because being on your period is not a good enough reason when actually it is a reason I mean, if you're literally bleeding cramping, yeah if you were bleeding and your whole belly was cramping and you got a migraine so you can't really see and you feel fat and slow would you want to compete today I don't think you would <laughs> But for some reason, that's not a good enough reason for women to say, mm, actually, not today. Sorry. And then on the flip side, because this, like, people I'm talking about are, like, professional, like, full-time track and field athletes. On the flip side, if you do try and force it and do try and compete and you either don't compete well or you get injured or something happens, that's going to have negative ramifications going forward for you as well. Mm -hmm. So it's like you just can't win. It's a catch-22. They don't want to accept that you can't compete because you're on your period. But then if you don't compete well it's still your fault. Talking about like gameplay and fitness and training and everything, what is your, if you want to share your go-to method of sanitary 
products. I hate that word, but I can't think of another like group of words to like. I can't. Is there another word for sanitary products? Because I don't like it, but it's <laughs> the only one that's available. I, don't think, I think I think that's the main term. Yeah. Yeah. What's your go-to method? Go-to product. Does that make sense? Type of product for like training and game days and like general fitness. Yeah. So for me, I've always been a tampon person just because of how heavy like I bleed and and because of how active I have been like tampons is like my go-to but then days one and two for me were always horrifically heavy so I'd always have to double up and go tampon and pad but like I would never not have a tampon in it's just do I have a pad yes or no but like for me now that I've had the coil for a little bit like my periods have actually lightened up quite a lot. So I'm actually like, I can forego the tampons now, if that makes sense. Like a pad will be okay. But if I'm still, if I'm meant to play a match and I'm on my period, like I'll put a tampon in just to cover all the bases because my body moves mad. So I don't know what it's planning on doing. <laughs> but if I didn't have a, if I didn't have the coil in, I was thinking about getting like the menstrual cup because I don't like how much product that I go through all the time it just feels very wasteful and I also don't like how much they cost because that's just dumb whereas if you just buy a cup like that's it you're done but I don't I, I don't know I might still get one I haven't decided but I I don't feel the same need because I don't bleed as heavily allow me to step in step big in, fan of the menstrual cup big, come big on fan. let's talk about it <laughs> So I was very much a tampon person as well. And I remember when I was at uni many, many years ago, um, I got a menstrual cup and it just didn't really agree with me. I found it quite uncomfortable and I just didn't really give it a chance. And I came back to it a few years ago and it was just a really, uh, I'm going to make it sound really magical. It's not, it's just a menstrual cup, but it was a really transformative thing. And I think I had the same view of like, I, I really dislike the waste and the cost of it. And the fact that if you've forgotten to pack one and it starts and your period starts unexpectedly, you have to go buy a whole new packet of tampons and you've got to pack it back at home. It was just one of those things I just really resented having to pay for. I was like, it's not my fault I've got a period. Why am I spending money and time and stress on it? Um, so I got back into using a menstrual cup and it takes a while and a bit of practice to kind of get your technique right. But there's loads of like info to make sure you get the cup that suits you and the technique of getting in and out without getting blood everywhere. Because it's amazing how not that much blood can really go everywhere and look like a bloodbath if you <laughs> misdirect it. So top tip there, be careful. Um, but I think for me, taking out the negative elements I had about my period of the environmental impact, the cost of it, and also sort of I guess the kind of concerns without I haven't done any of the research around it but kind of the concerns of putting something up there that's you know being bleached white and you don't really know how clean it is I mean obviously it's clean but like it's just like why am I putting things up there whereas I could use a menstrual cup that I've sterilized myself and I know what it's made out of um so taking out those concerns just made me feel so much more positive about my period so rather than seeing it as this massive inconvenience that just really annoyed me every month it was like oh well, it's just actually another example of a wondrous thing that your body does without even having to think about um so i would really recommend menstrual cups i think they're great and i was a bit worried about playing in them because i'm like well what because like you say you get into all sorts of positions when you're being tackled and things like that but they're very flexible so they just kind of ebb and flow with your body they're great and they do i think they do take more 
liquid than a tampon as well so you don't have to change them as often and it's quite good even when you're on your heaviest days yeah I think I think I probably will try like I think it's it's been on my radar for a little bit to try a menstrual cup I think I'm moving in that direction to be honest yeah. let me know how it goes always here to discuss oh I really <laughs> I've heard a lot of good good talk from a lot of different people, both athletes and non-athletes, about menstrual cups. And no one's really had a negative to say about it. Like, they've all said pretty much what you've said in terms of it gets a, it takes a bit of time to figure out, like, the technique and everything and, and just get used to it because it's something new and something different. But once people have, like, got into the, the flow, excuse the pun, of how it works, <laughs> like, they all really like it. So, yeah, I think, I think that's where I'm going. No, I I'm think there's um, <laughs> finally maturing into cup stage. Um, I think there's <laughs> there's an account or a site called Put a Cup in It, and that's really <laughs> useful in terms of giving you all. <laughs> it just gives you loads of advice, and you're literally closing your eyes in despair. <laughs> but it gives you loads of advice on like different types and what suits which kind of body or age, and whether you've had a baby or not, and techniques on how to use it. So yeah, put a cup in it. Put a cup in it. Let's Please. get on it. Love it. <laughs> And you look horrified. <laughs> I'm not horrified. I'm just, I think I am just an absolute baby when it comes to periods. So I, I don't like using tampons. I just find, I don't know. I've never found tampons comfortable. So I've always been a pad user. I've been fine with it. And I have been trialing a moon cup. I am not sold. I'm like, I think, I don't think I have the right one for me. And I think I am going to look into, what is it? Get a cup in it. Put a cup in it. Get, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Get a cup in it. <laughs> I'm going so to look into that. Is the moon cup the same as a menstrual cup? Is it a type of menstrual cup? Yeah, so yeah. moon cup is a particular brand, but yeah. Okay. But they're all like a bit different, aren't they? Like, depending on what brand and like there's different... I know there's like loads of different ones you got. I obviously went for the bougiest option because... You know, it's me. That's who you are. But <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> I can't afford it, but yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Get the most expensive thing. Treat yourself. Yeah. <laughs> but then I don't, I, I'm not, I don't like it. I just, I think I just don't like getting it in. I, so in our rugby team, we're quite open. Like we have a WhatsApp group and we're quite open talking about periods and stuff, luckily. And I asked about it and someone mentioned like, oh because I've got the coil as well and they were like oh but remember you've got the coil like make sure you don't like suction it out when you take the oh my God. cup out and since then I think it's just been in my mind every time I use it so I just can't like <laughs> and then someone else told the story about once when their coil fell out on the bus <laughs> oh no <laughs> on the bus and then, and then they said oh yeah so make sure you don't suction it out when you get your moon cup out and then since then, I think I just have it in the back of my mind that I'm just going to have like a metal thing in my makeup. I think women are really bad at this though, because yeah. we take anecdotal <laughs> stories yeah. and are like, oh, I can never do that because yeah. it happened to this person one time. Yeah. Like, there's always going to be someone whose coil falls out as they're sneezing. <laughs> like, there's always going to be someone. But that doesn't mean it's the majority. <laughs> but it we might just not take be you. That man. one experience as gospel, like, bruv, okay, I can't do it because this person had it and that can't happen. So <laughs> I think I am just that self centered that I think there's a one in a million chance it's going to be me. I just know I'm that person. 
But what is it that you don't like about it particularly? Is it just the whole like fear about oh, what might happen? I think yeah, I think it's the fear of what might happen. I don't like getting it out and like the feeling of like it coming out. It just I think it is the coil thing that has made me very paranoid. Can I ask? This is a bit of well, this is a massive digression, but it is about periods. Have either of you watched I May Destroy You? Yeah. No, I haven't. Not yet. I know. I'd really recommend. But yeah, there's a a period scene in that, and it just it was. I remember watching it at the time, and it, at the time, I was like, "Oh, it's really." wow that's really like vivid but then it's that whole it shouldn't be because everyone goes through periods quite regularly and it just makes you realize how little it's shown on tv for that to be such yeah. a shocking moment sorry Simi, that no. i don't want to tell you because i really wanted you to watch it i don't want to give it away i think in conclusion women are amazing and superheroes and deserve the world I'd we go through it man thank you so much guys no this has been thank so you. much fun I feel like I've learned so much today. It's been great. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to check out our Instagram at Black Girls Rock and stay tuned for the next episode. Bye.